David's certainly saying Michael. Like, David, I'm going to kick your ass, David. Yeah, just David. I just want to hurt David. He, he could have said anybody that starts with a D, and then uh, the guy's like, I'm Dwayne, and he's like, fuck. I mean, anybody has a D-A. He said, I'm going to kick anybody that rhymes with Mavid. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Lost Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Well, it's my honor to do so. It's my honor to respond. So, uh, we're doing the, this is the Movie Microscope. It's a, it's a show where we zoom in. Today we're discussing the seminal Joel Schumacher film, The Lost Boys. Did you say Joel or Jill? Joel. Is Joel his sister? No. I think his sister's sister is Joel. Zoom in. Um, so if you're not familiar with what the movie Microscope is, it's a program where we zoom in. We, we kind of take a film and we insect side into it and uh, find out those little things that make or break. And then we, uh, we share them with you. You know, So if we were talking about the whackness, we wouldn't talk about the scene where they... Um, put a heat-seeking missile into play as it orbits the Earth while they change pants. We'd be talking about the, the little moments. <laughs> the great moments. Yeah. Uh, but today, I mean, we're talking... This is a big one. This is a big one for us. That is a big one. There was a period of time where this was my favorite movie. You know what? I have to agree with you that probably uh, I could say that as well. I've never... I was thinking about it this is the first movie that I was so excited to see. I could not wait to see it. Um, what movie were we talking about? Did you announce what movie we were talking about? The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. But uh, My cat is outside yelling. Well, He's furious. I have never... I Before this, it came out when I was in high school, this movie. I had never been as excited to see a movie. I, I wanted to see it so much. And plus... You're ruining my nostalgia trip here. Um, you know, plus um, it was R. I couldn't. I couldn't. Was it R? Yeah, I couldn't get to it. I couldn't. Once it came out, it was. I had to figure out a way to see it because I was too young. And I think a, I think a friend's mom bought us tickets and, and got us in. I saw it and many didn't stay times with us. in the theater. I remember that. Were you working at the theater when it was out? No, it was. It was bef- uh, no. I didn't start working at the theater until '89. Two years later. Yeah. Zoom in. 
Yeah, this one's... Uh, I remember being hyped for it because the commercials were great, but I think... And the soundtrack came out right before the movie. And that... That was um, one of the first CDs I had, too. I remember that. I think... So it was a combination for the... I think the trailers were really good. Um, and it focused, I think, on the on the on Corey Haim and the Frog Brothers. Yeah. And I thought it was like, oh my, it's a, it's a monster movie where the where the kids are fighting the monsters. I thought that was great. And right. then I loved the NXS song that was on the soundtrack so much that I asked my guitar teacher, who is this? Who is his name? Was Marco Hola? Marco Hola. Marco Hola. Okay. And he taught in the back of a of a music store. It's a guy Ritchie like, film, right? <laughs> and uh, Brownwall, by the way. Yeah. And uh, he is like this musician that was like super cool, and I made him teach me the, a song off the Lost Boy soundtrack. Dun, I'm sure. Dun, dun. I'm sure it was his dream come true moment. Yeah. Well, he's like, it's, it's better than smoke on the water. And uh, I couldn't get it. I, it was probably three chords, and I was having a tough time with it. So, um, anyway, you were thrilled. You were, how come? You, how did you end up seeing it a lot? So, you, how did you get into the the movie Are so you much? Sure it was R? Yeah. I, I got in. I must have. I had a hairy chest. Don't you remember the bonfire scene? There's no way that's going to pass muster. I don't remember the bonfire scene being risque. It was at the time. It was pretty violent. There was like a head bite. There's some blood flowing. For that movie in particular, that scene I thought was a little violent. I remember watching it. Um, well, and then uh, you and know, look, and D- Diane Weist and, and Jason Ray. Patrick. You can't put him in a steamy movie like this and rate it at PG. That's true. His locks alone is getting this to an R. Those locks are long gone. Yes, they are. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Um, yeah, so it was a big one. It was a big one. It was my favorite movie, and then I rebelled against it. Then you hated it. I did for a while because it, it's dated, and, it, and it's just like a lot of the things we've talked about in this show. It's amazing. We get so attached to it. We indulge too much into it. And then we need some time away. It is. I think it's a natural thing. Yeah, but plus, you know, it's what I what's interesting about this movie in particular is that how influential it is. It's a weird movie for it to to be so influential. Like it really um, paved the way forward for vampire uh, flicks after it uh, in a lot of ways. You know, more than the other ones. Like Near, Near Dark came out before this, right? Near Dark was eighty five or something. Yeah, Near Dark. Obviously, it had a different agenda. It did, but you know they were cooler vampire. It, you know, this, I think this movie was cool in a way. But it was super cool. But it it's also like it wears its heart on its sleeve. It's 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 also very nerdy. Where Near Dark is like nihilistic and and weird and and and, and you know cool the whole time. So, but le- way less watchable. Way less. Way fun. less watchable. Yeah. But yeah, this is kind of like a pop song vampire movie yeah. but it's in it influenced Buffy the Vampire Slayer I, I I could not believe how much when I watched it I was like god damn they took Buffy took so much from this movie you're talking about the way that they look when they transform yeah just the the whole idea of them looking normal and then not just the teeth coming out but the whole face goes demonic and Buffy I think we didn't even cop to it but I, I had forgotten that, that I mean the vampires in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the TV show look like these vampires anyway I'm jumping around already yeah so let's start from the beginning here. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the plot? Well, the plot features a uh, a nuclear family who uh, arrives into this sleepy town in uh, Southern California, uh, recently divorced, two children, two young men, mm-hmm. a dog. Remember the dog's name? 
I do. The dog's name is is it not? It's not Max, is it? No. no, Max is the guy. I don't. I know Max's dog's name is Thorn. Yeah, I know that's a great name, but I don't remember the name either. Anyway, they. That dog, oh, I know it, Nanook. Oh yeah, that's right. That dog's awesome uh-huh. in the movie. Um, they move into this this town. Uh, obviously, the kids have, have made a big sacrifice, given up a lot of their of their the fun, uh, their pop culture, and all that. And uh, it's like a beach town. It's like it's, um, it reminds me of Santa Monica. Yeah, it's like a rundown beach town. It seems, and it's it's called Santa Clara in the movie. But I think it's based. It's probably based on Santa Monica. Yeah, because of like the that. pier and the mm. theme park, and uh, you know, something just fell off of you. Pen. Oh, and the fact that you know, I still believe. Fucking guy, um, Tim Capello, still doing it. Um, and they uh, and they arrive in this town, and and much to the children's dismay, it's boring as hell. But much to their amusement, it's filled with vampires. Well, the town isn't boring, right? It's they don't want to be there, but the town is it's a buzz with strangeness. Um, but they're where they're living is kind of a snore. Like they're living with they move in with their grandpa Bernard Hughes dead. Who is this uh, very eccentric old man? Rules. Who, We're gonna have rules around here. When they uh, when they first meet him, they roll up to his uh, cabin, and uh, he's on the porch pretending he's dead. Yeah, as you would. Yeah. Is he is he pretending or is he just sleeping? He's sleeping heavy. Yeah, sleeping yeah. heavy on the porch, rolling in the deep. And the, uh, so let's talk about the cast of characters here. We got. Who who is your who would you put up the top here? My favorite or the lead? The lead. I gotta go, Jason Patrick. Yeah, he's probably the lead. He is the lead. Uh, if you, it's hard to forget his name in this movie. It's very hard to forget his name. They say it a few times. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason Patrick plays Michael. Corey Haim plays Sam. Dead. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, the mom. Diane Weist, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson, Woody Allen favorite, Lucy, Lucy, yeah, Lucy, who a Dracula reference maybe I don't know. Um, Bernard Hughes, you mentioned Kiefer Sutherland up in here. The movie starts out actually with the yep. vampires, yep, and led by uh, David, played by Kiefer Sutherland, twenty fours, Kiefer Sutherland's uh, Sutherland, Donald's boy. Flashbacks, Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> Donnie's boy, Donald's boy. Uh, like like a condensed version of Donald, and then right. you got you got Alex Winter in the noise. Alex Winter up in here. Billy Worth up in this. You got Billy Worth. We're naming off the vampires. Yeah, Edward Herman up in this. Spoiler. Do you remember the names of the vampires? I wrote them down. Me too. Well, I thought okay, so I knew David is Kiefer Sutherland. Right. Um, I know. Uh, um, Marco is Alex Winter. Alex Winter, but the other ones are are unmemorable. Yeah, uh, Paul and Dwayne, Dwayne, and of course Star, and of course <laughs> the most important one, Laddie. <laughs> so there's a group of uh, a group of boys, like a boy band almost, that turn out to, and they're they're walking around in like they're really what leather jackets and, and motorcycles, earrings, very like uh, they're sticking out, sweaty um, dicks. Acting like douches on the pier, wherever they are, yeah. and uh, on a carousel at the beginning, right? They're acting like dicks. They run afoul of a security guard who kind of kicks them out of the park. Uh, that's Vernon Beasley you're talking about. Is that the name of the character? It's the name of the character. And so, how does he 
how does it, what happens to him at he, night? He experiences a, a, a trauma. Yeah. Uh, he's Is he carried into the night? He's carried into the night, yeah. And so what happens in this movie... Another film that is a spiritual, owes a spiritual debt to this. Yeah, what? Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, yeah, actually. So I think one thing that's that's interesting about this movie, because I was doing a little bit of reading about it, because, you know, we got to zoom in. Um, the movie was originally about... It was kind of the vampires were more... Were more uh, Young. Younger, and it was, it was like the premise was what if, like, the Lost Boys from Peter Pan... Right were vampires. Right. And so, you know, Joe Schumacher, I think, came in and said, let's sex it up. Let's make these vampires older. Let's make it sexy. Good choice, I think, because yeah. that's why it was a hit. Um, but they keep elements of the Peter Pan stuff in here, and it's confusing. If you remember, So, like, the vampires, <laughs> they fly, which is fine. I don't think they turn into bats, really. Um, to be but, determined. But they... But there's a lot of like kind of first person like flying shots towards their victims and stuff. There's a lot of wind, tremendous wind. <laughs> there's there's just stuff that I think it feels like it's left over from like Never Neverland or whatever, and yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense. It glued onto the vampire stuff that we know from other movies. You mind if it's, I zoom in? It works, but yeah. My favorite peanut butter. What Peter, Peter Pan? Pan? Oh, I I get that still. Well, do you get it just because you, the name, or do you just love the taste? I, I like eating products that tell you in the title what you're eating. <laughs> Peter, Pan. <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan peanut butter. That's it's hard to say. Yeah. So let me. This Sec- is, second favorite. Yeah, Justin. Oh, there is Justin's peanut butter. I, say, what about Skippy's? Into oh, it? Fuck Skippy. Skippy. Fuck uh, that prick. Remember Skippy from? Um, and Jif could go blow itself. Smuckers could go suck a big bog. <laughs> and some peanut butter hate out early in here. Duke. So here, what I was going to say, we, you know, they kind of, the vampire traits in this, or the vampire, vamp, you know, their, their, their characteristics are, are mixed up a little bit. And then at one point, when our hero, Jason uh, Patrick, our hero, Michael, falls in with these guys, he falls in later in the movie, falls in with this, these ne'er do wells, and they bring him back to their lair. They give him a drink, yeah, and that's what kind of turns him into a half vampire. Yeah, they don't bite him, they don't, you know, like to do the normal vampire yeah. thing. They give him a potion. Yeah, it's, it's blood or key for Sutherland's blood, but it's like looks like a potion, and that's kind of what. So in this world, in order to, to get turned into a vampire, you just got to take a little sip. Oh well, no, that's that's the catalyst, and then you have to do. You have to, you know, escalate. From then you there. Have, well, you, you do it. Yeah, you have to find. You have, you have to, to start kill rocking somebody. some bodies. After you have that. to kill somebody. Yeah, and that's so. Like we talked about, there's these four vampires. Like this, let's they call them the Vampire Boy Band or something like that. And then there's Star, who's played by Jamie Gertz, and who is a very beautiful young woman. She's also she's also kind of attached to these guys. And she's then, also now. Mm-hmm. She's also now. Yeah, she's. She's owns a, basketball team. Yeah, she's the wife of the Hawks owner. Yeah, and uh, she, uh, she is exactly where I thought she'd be. Watching, <laughs> listen to me. I'm thinking, huh? Definitely gonna own the fucking Hawks. She lives in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I wish I saw her. I'd, I'd be like star. And then Laddie is this maybe seven or eight year old boy that hangs at her side like it's her her younger brother. Right. 
and he's also um, a kind of a half vampire. So you have these full-fledged vampires, those four It's like a little feral dudes, prick. And then you got Jamie Gertz and Laddie, who are half vampires. Anyway, so did we jump too far into the it's plot? A, I mean, the, doesn't matter. It's a vampire story. That's all I need to say. Yeah. So what? Joel Donner produced this. No, Richard Donner. Did. Richard Donner, what I say, and then Joel Schumacher directed it. But I was surprised to see Richard Donner's name on this. I, I forgot that was actually the hook. That was the big thing. That he and was, if I remember correctly, he was originally going to direct it, and then he, he was. Got, he found very more interesting things to do with his time. Well, I don't think this movie, I, as much as shit as Joel Schumacher later got in his career for Batman, his Batman movies, I think the reason that this movie works is probably because of him. One hundred percent. Yeah, and his instincts and his casting director and his fire. music supervisor, right? But because this movie is hogtied to its music and hogtied to its look. Jason Patrick helped out in the casting process a little bit, though. He Jamie suggested Gertz. Jamie Gertz yeah. because they worked together in a movie called. Solar Babies. Which we have to do. <laughs> I saw it once. Do you remember this? Yeah. World Without Water, I think. Fuck it. I don't remember. And there's also Rollerblades. Yes. Well, shit, of course there is. <laughs> and Vincent D'Onofrio, I believe. <laughs> is Elizabeth Shue in that shit? No, she's know. in Space Camp, I think. Elizabeth Schumacher? Because uh, I think cause Space Camp Solar Babies, were com- they were both like really, they were kind of the the girl-themed movies of the time when the Goonies and shit like that were being put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, and that's why we're still talking about Solar Babies and Sleep s- Space Camp. Huge hits. Space Camp. That was Leah Thompson, right? I don't know. Kate Capshaw? <laughs> Maybe. So let me zoom in. Can I get our one of our first zooms for yeah. this one? All the Lost Boys have weird hair. I'm not going to argue. They all have one... Maybe stranger hair than the next. So I think Kiefer. I mean, Kiefer Winter got the the raw deal. Who? Alex Winter. Well, Kiefer has like a almost like a weird like Elvisy like kind of pompadour, but it's it's almost like a mullet. So it does it. His hair is insane. But the other Lost Boys, they all have like kind of um, Barbie hair in a way. Yeah. Like worth heavy metal hair. Heavy metal hair. I mean, they they all have that's like a heavy metal band. And their style is the style in this movie. Is like if William Peterson was in it, he would not be out of place. You know what I'm saying? He, no, he, the thing is, he'd be he'd be jealous. He he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> the worst offender in this movie, oh by far, is Corey Haim. Bullshit. Who do you think it is? Ed Herman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's the one that's got the William Peterson role. He's like the dad role. The, he's he's the he owns a video store in the movie, and he's he's the serious like. Um, the love interest to the uh, you know uh, Diane Weist, but he does have some fucking he dresses weird clothes like an alien who showed up on Earth <laughs> and fell like he fell right in front of a TV playing a Talking Heads video or a fucking Max Headroom or some shit. Yeah, it's or he, circuitry man. He had to be you know Edward Herman is a serious actor. He had to be second guessing some. Can of I zoom stuff in? Then. Yeah, I saw him on Broadway. You did in 1980. Okay, in Annie. He was playing Annie. No. He's playing Toto. What was the dog's name? It wasn't Toto. No, Sandy. Uh, Sandy. He was uh, Herbert Hoover. Oh, he's the president. We'd like to thank you, Herbert Hoover. I saw Annie on Broadway I, as well. I, Actually, I saw the, you, the original. Now that you mentioned this, so, I saw it too. So the, remember, do you, do you remember the original original was? Because there was Andrea McArdle. I think I saw her. Did you? I saw her once with her and once with her understudy. Wait, did you love it? I love Annie. I still love Annie. But... Are you kidding? The Hard Knock Life? That shit, that, that thing rings home. That 
that changed my life. That song was one of the first songs I loved. Yeah. Instead yeah. of kisses, we get kicks. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of kisses, we get kicks. Instead when you're of... in an orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. Isabel Furman. <laughs> um, but but uh, I saw it once with, with Andrea McCardle. I think I did And then she her. was sick, and I saw it with her understudy. Who was like, her understudy? Sarah Jessica Parker. You know, I saw... I think I did... I didn't see it with Andrea McCardle, but I saw it with... Allison, I fucking dropped an A bomb and you didn't even react. Sarah Jessica Parker, that's amazing. No, I because I just was remembering this. I'm going back too. I think I saw it with. There was also Deidre Mott. No, there's a red haired girl named Allison. She was on TV for a long time too. Fuck. You're thinking of the Little Mermaid girl, aren't you? No, no, no. Allison. I just remember Deidre Mott for fuck's sake. Because I remember reading the playbill over and over <laughs> again. Who played uh, Daddy Warbuck? Daddy Warbucks was... It wasn't Albert Finney. He was in the movie. Oh, you know what it was? John Shuck, if I remember right. Wait. Was Albert Finney in the movie? Yes. So it was John Shuck. Mm-hmm. Remember John Shuck? Allison Smith, maybe that's who I saw. She was later on a sitcom, I think. I think I had my first pube thinking about her. Who? Henry <laughs> <Andrea> McCardle. <laughs> Did you really like Andrew McCardle? Oh, yeah. yeah she I did. thought she was going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Andy's kind of a, let's just let's just come out with it, a cursed role. How? It's like the Bermuda Triangles of Broadway roles. Once you're in it, you're never Cavenzi, heard from again. Uh, Cavenzi, uh, uh, you never heard from again. Yeah, the, the, the movie. You're yeah, right. Yeah. But I guess the only person is Sarah Jessica. She, she evaded the curse because... Understudy. Understudy. But well, you heard her here first. What? As everybody, I think it's the old cliche in Broadway. Yeah. Annie's like the Bermuda Triangle of, <laughs> of theatrical roles. I wanted to see her Bermuda Triangle when I was little. <laughs> How little? Well, I was like eight. How were you still in New York at that time? No, I moved here. I back then, I I I was so homesick when I moved to Georgia. I would go spend the summers up there, mm-hmm. and so my sort of uncle guy, who was wealthy, would he would like we would do fun shit. He wasn't yeah. that kind of uncle, so don't get excited. But uh, so yeah. I, that's how I got. To, I also got to see Starlight Express when it was first new. Yeah, yeah that the was train the one, roller, right? sco- roller skates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see cats? I'm I'm sure I saw cats. The yeah. ones that stuck out for me though were the weird ones. Like other than Annie, the, the ones that I really liked were the ones that weren't hits. Yeah. And I remember uh, Starlight Express. The lead guy fell off the stage in the middle of a song, and it was. It, it was it was trauma, gasps, people shrieking, because he had his on roller skates and he yeah. went right into the orchestra pit. He fell on his caboose. He, he got demolished. He came up though. He finished the song. Got a little standing ovation. Nice. Did uh, anybody make fun of you? Like, oh, little Nick Nick Dunziata coming up to New York, wants to see little orphan Annie. Yeah, wants to watch a damn play. <laughs> what a fucking gingivitis. <laughs> yeah, coming all. No, they they were they were jealous because they were you know Italian and they were working fucking. Yeah, my grandparents lived in... Selling cigarettes off the back of the truck or whatever. My grandparents lived in Albany, so we'd go visit them, and then I think that's how I got to see shows, you know, like, and my parents took me to Annie. Annie was like, you're right, it was like a huge... It was huge. Yeah. And so, but I think I did see it with... Big Godspell fan. My sister was... What cured me of my Annie love was my sister was obsessed with the movie, and she had the soundtrack, and she'd... or, and she watched the movie like every day, and I was like, "I'm, I'm fucking done. Yeah, like I'm, I'm. This is no longer a thing for me. Yeah, but it still was a thing for you for a long time. 
Said you got your first pube to it. <laughs> That's nice. Wealthy bald. Um, so we, we mentioned that um, uh, that the set in Santa Clara, which is as they as they come into town, they see the, the graffiti on the back of the sign. Welcome to Santa Clara. What's this? What's this? Murder capital of the world. Murder capital of the world. And I remember being young enough um, in the theater, and that, that and that's a very like um, you know memorable moment from that film. And I'm thinking, oh, that's can there actually be a murder? That's that's not good. Is there can be a murder capital? Like I that's, that's how little I was. You know, like young, I was like, oh. There yeah. can be a lot of murders in some place. Oh, that's oh, not good. Oh, so they pl- they post facts and graffiti. <laughs> um, but I think that it was a it was whatever town it was riffing on. It was playing on that fact that there was a lot of murders in it. Apparently. Anyway, so um, one of the most memorable scenes at the beginning of the movie is that Corey Haim walks in to a comic book store on on this kind of boardwalk and says area. Some stupid shit. And. Uh, acts super cool um but he's wearing like a cotton duster i mean it's just it's just incredible how awful he looks but he goes in there and he uh, is confronted by Corey feldman and jameson newlander who played the frog brothers in this um very fun characters i'd say yeah and uh they're they work in the comic book store that their parents own yeah and um they start to uh get into it with Corey. Like he's, and he's, he is dropping some dog shit. Well, so you can't put the Batman seventy twos with the hundred and six because Red Kryptonite, you know, all that yeah, kind of stupid. Yeah, he shit. starts to come in, come in and and uh, bragging. They're saying that he's like some civilian. Like they're they they ripping him in his civilian clothes. By yeah, the they rip him because they said, well, this isn't the diet yogurt shop or whatever. Yeah. You know? But then he starts dropping comic book knowledge, and they're kind of taken back. Yeah. And uh, then they said, well, you they give him a vampire comic. And he says, I'm not into horror comics. And that's how they're kind of bonding with him, yeah. saying, kind of warning him. Anyway, I had forgotten that the Frog Brothers' parents were in this movie, and they're sleep. In every scene, they're in the background asleep. Yeah. Like they're high or something. Did okay. you Do you remember that? Yeah, they're in there. They're just... They're parents, you know? Yeah. They're men. Do you like the Frog Brothers? I kind of do. I like Corey Feldman in this movie, I have to say. The thing I like about it is when they actually are confronted with danger, they actually bring a little bit of they're, they're not pussies. I was yeah. that that those kind of characters typically in movies end up being useless in battle. Right. And I like the fact that they kill Alex Winter. No, I like the well they do more than that. I mean, they have some But I'm saying when the yeah. first danger, they get scared, uh-huh. but then they they are they are they actually are men of action. So what's interesting about them is this town is is basically being terrorized in a way by these this crew of vampires and the frog brothers are the only ones that are in on into it like onto it they know that there's vampires in town no one else does and so i cory feldman does like a he was told by i guess richard donner or somebody to play it like or to show joe schumacher to play it like rambo which he does, which shouldn't work, because <laughs> he's little and he's ridiculous, and his voice is like he drops his voice and does this weird yeah. voice, but it works. It's funny to me. I don't know. I like him in it. I never did see the sequels. I'm sure he kept that up. How how it work out? Is it bad? It worked out better than it did for Haim. Well, yeah, of course. Is this the first 
Corey's movie or is licensed to drive before this, is, this? This has to be it. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. You're right. It has to be it. I I have to say also a big draw for me was Corey Haim. I I thought he was so funny for some reason. Me too. And he, and he does work in this. He is funny in this. Yep. And Silver Bullet. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I liked him because I I, I think this is really my first experience. He liked his bathtub singing sequence. I, I wrote some stuff about that. So let's start. Okay, early on, right. we're in a video store. Right. Did you happen to notice some of the uh, standees? <sighs> Kiss the Spider Woman. Okay. That's, that's one. That's later, I thought. Okay, maybe it's later. I know that's the only one I remember. Yeah, that's later. Okay. At the beginning, we see... The, for, well, they got a European vacation poster. But they have a... The, the, probably the most amazing thing about this movie is that it revealed that in like the mid-'80s, they made a standee for Al Pacino Revolution. What is that? Remember that movie Revolution? No. With him? It's a fucking drear fest. <laughs> he wears. He has. He's got a bandana in it. For God's sakes! I remember that. I remember the poster. Then they, they made a standee. standee. There's a standee. So that maybe that may maybe the thing that dates this film more than anything. So what I thought was interesting about this before the, you didn't get a lot of comic book stores and movies before like Tarantino. And started writing scripts before, Kevin like Smith. Kevin Smith. Ugh. But you know this this had like a cool comic book store before a lot of you know that comic books were like. I mean, I used to collect comic books in middle school, and I was embarrassed. Oh yeah, Wednesday so, Wednesdays, man, new release day. We but I, well, you probably weren't embarrassed. I was saunter up to the old fucking aisle there, and show I hid it my I hid my uh, my collection. I, I read I comics had, in school. No, I was embarrassed about it. I used to have. Uh, hey guys, see the new issue of You Diamond. I used to have a panic attack. I thought I'd be in the comic book store and someone would walk in that I, that I knew. I don't know why I thought it was so bad. Yeah. I was wrong. Anyway, so, but this is, this is like one of the first instances of like a cool comic book store. Wait, all right. I'm down. That, that was kind of a half zoom. Uh, wh- um, we did, you know, what about the beginning of the movie, which I had forgotten? The montage the over like... strange. Right. And it has... And is that the cover? It's a cover? Echo, Echo and the Bunnyman over the... Right. The the doors? Is that who it is? But the montage of all the weird like yeah. uh, punks and, you know, it's like the the mirror image of the Eddie Murphy Barry Hills Cop Rich yeah. People montage. I'd forgotten about it. It's kind of one of the I don't know if it works that well. Like as I you know, it's just it doesn't really set up that much. It feels like Joe Schumacher. I think back then it probably felt pretty trendsetting. Maybe. Yeah, I mean the movie's the movie's cute, and it also it's also a Cliff Notes vampire film. So the people that it's aiming for is not the hardcore, you right? Know, it, it was a mainstream YA before YA was a thing. Well, it's hitting. It's trying to hit the Peter Pan horror movie big time fans. Yeah, huge, huge Peter Pan horror fans. Yeah, uh, they opened the fridge at, in the grandpa's house, and there was a product in there. Did you write this down? No, peanut butter boppers. Did you ever have these? No, I used to play the game though. So, they're real. I never heard of it. They, they're. I guess they're. You need to refrigerate them for some reason. Uh, but it led me to another. Was it on his coveted third shelf? <laughs> Did he have a special shelf that can't yeah, touch? It was root beer and his double stuffed Oreos. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. I led me to when I was looking it up to see if it was real. Led me to a I think defunct candy bar. Remember PB Max? No. It was like um, peanut butter to the max. <laughs> nice. It was, um, but it was like uh, one of those horrific candy bars that came in squares with raisins in them. Do you remember the 
candy bars and squares. Yeah, but they were like a yeah, it was like a with a raisin chunky, chunky or something. There was a raisin in that night. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had a chunky. It's so gross. Wait, weren't they? There was four little segments, right? Maybe, but and it was silver. And it was just one big block. It was I don't so gross. Raisins, in but PB Max was like a like a peanut butter filled version of it, I guess. Anyway, but PB Max is not in this movie. I'm just I'm doing a sideways. Well, zoom here. but there is there. There's a reveal of Max later on. There is. <laughs> I love the shot of the lady getting probably sucked up. bad Max. <laughs> the, her getting sucked up into the air. That's the girl, great shot. yeah. Later on, yeah. So then there's a makeout scene with um, an awful actor. Yeah, the dude, yeah. and then the woman. Yeah, and then the vampire. Great shot though. Yeah, the vampires. You don't see them, but they yank the convertible roof off. Then they yank the boy out first, and then they yank the girl out second. Zoom yeah. in. Do you remember the license plate of uh, the car? Mm-mm. 57 flip. That's what it says? Mm-hmm. What That's do you think? the old man's car. Oh, the old man. The, yeah. Is that the one that they can't? They can just start, but they can't drive? Right, right. Okay. You know what I noticed when I was watching it? There's a lot of weird dubbing in this movie. Yeah. I bet you they did a lot of ADR. A lot of ADR tweaking of the film. Do you think Joel Schumacher was standing there going, we need to put more Michaels in, it, not enough Michaels. Not enough Michaels. That's what he says when he goes to the mall. Do you think that uh, Patrick ever, or that Kiefer ever forgot uh, Michael was the Patrick's name? No. Do you think he messed it up? I don't think so. So according to IMDb, he says that, he, Kiefer says Michael, or the name Michael said over 100 times in this. I believe it. It holds the Michael award. I still believe it. Nice. It, it, it has the Michael Award. Did it? Yeah. Do you know their last name? I do. You, we talked about this already, so go ahead. We said, we said that, oh, you said that already? You said his last name? Emerson? Right, because at one point, Kiefer, not satisfied, just the first name, says Michael. But Michael isn't Michael Emerson, Emerson the name of the actor from Lost? I'm not sure. They have played the main villain? I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell. I could be full of balls. So... Anyway, so what happens is, you know, everybody knows. Everybody knows this classic, but Michael is attracted to... He he goes to the, the boardwalk the same night that Corey Haim goes to the comic book store, and he sees Star dancing to, the, I still believe, with a shirtless saxophone guy. What yeah. was his name? Tim Capella. And um, they that's how Star is introduced during that song. Yep. And Laddie, I think. <laughs> Michael Emerson's the name. Is that actor? Is that? Okay. Yeah. Plays Ben Linus. Mm. Oh, from Lost. Yeah. He's still around. He's still crushing it. He still believes. <clears throat> and so um, Michael then wants to get next to Star, but in he, order he to do that. He wants to do more than that. In order to do that, he has to get integrated into the vampire gang. He doesn't know that they're vampire gang. He knows that they're challenging Right, and that they want to race motorcycles against him because he's got a motorcycle, and they're all on motorcycles. And they're recruiting though; they're looking for a new uh, sex appeal. Well, he's got the hair. He does have the hair in spades. And so they bring him to his lair, which is the centerpiece of the film. It's like one of the best parts of this film to me. Really, I well, my wife loves it so much, so I have to love it. But they. <laughs> There's a lot of strange things that happen in that scene. One, they have a lair that is an old hotel. Earthquake ravaged hotel. Right. And that's where they hang out. And there's a, a huge doors poster, a, a poster of Jim Morrison hanging up. Now, did the vampires bring that in there? 
Uh, yeah. Did they go shopping and and like Jim Morrison as vampires and put them up? Uh, the vampires have like. I think it was Joel Schumacher that put that up. I know, I know. But uh, in the world of the movie, do the vampire are the vampires hanging posters? And that, it explains why they may have recruited Jason Patrick. He looks a little bit like Jim Morrison. He, yeah, plus they got a Doors cover in the movie. They do. Plus there's a lot of Doors in the movie. Are there Zoom a lot? In. Yeah. There's some Doors. Yeah, you know, because vampires had to get invited in. Mm-hmm. You know? Zoom in. Yep. So, uh, and then they also, at one point, um, the Kiefer's hungry, and he says to Marco, go get food. He goes, Marco, food. And at that point... And that is again uh, Alex Winter, yeah. who I think in the movie is called his is billed as Alexander Winter. That's before he shortened it. As he said that he releases a he's holding a bird, and he re- he releases it, and then goes to get food, <laughs> <laughs> as you would as yeah. So vampires holding a bird, uh, yeah, a little Blade Runner homage. <laughs> and then he comes back with Chinese food, and Kiefer says, "I mean, I wrote this down." Um, how could a billion people be wrong? There's a lot of stuff about this, about the Chinese food that is pretty funny. But um, he says, Marco food. Um, oh, and then he comes back in and he goes, Chinese, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> he did a lot of ad-libbing. <laughs> and um, they brought William Goldman in for a little polish. And so for some reason, he, yeah, he says, uh, you don't like rice because I guess Michael doesn't want to eat. Doesn't need to eat rice. You don't like rice? <laughs> it's a strange thing to yeah, say to yes somebody. Yes, it is. <laughs> and um, so he starts eating it because he feels peer pressure, I guess, starts eating it. And then the, he looks in the, and the rice – or no, he – It so tells Ke- him. Kiefer goes, it's maggots, Michael. And Michael looks into the container and there's a bunch of writhing bugs and maggots in there. And – drops it but he goes oh no 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 spits it out spits it out but what they weren't it was an illusion yeah it's one of the vampire powers Mm -hmm. but it only works with Chinese food and Kiefer they noodles and then Mike and then they look like in the in the box there's a bunch of worms it's just they're playing with them yeah but if they're eating Italian food it wouldn't work (laughs) you don't think so he's like vermicelli uh uh spiders Michael (laughs) Michael looks and that's just vermicelli (laughs) spaghettios it could have been like pizza. It's roadkill or yeah. something, you yeah, know. It's like a manta ray. Michael, you're eating a manta ray. <laughs> what, if, what if that's a, that was their most, that was their biggest power? Like well, that the, was the climax of the film. Is like they just convinced, they ruined supper. It's <laughs> ruined food. Yeah, at night. You could, breakfast is fine because the sun's out. They, breakfast and lunch, no vampire problems. And they're, they're freaking out and they're like calling the army to come in to invade the town because they're ruining meals. Yeah. Yeah. K rations? No. Nah, those are murder <laughs> murder butts. And then uh trying to eat a Snickers bar. Yeah. You know what that's gonna turn into, right? What? Come on. A bear paw. I don't know. <laughs> um so anyway, that whole thing is uh, chunky. No. So then he drinks the he drinks the blood and um uh he drinks the blood and then it has this weird I guess it's a weird montage where it ends up he's like falling remember he's like falling That's through so the air dumb. and he's like in slow motion falling through the air and he and he and he and he keeps screaming and screaming and then he falls into his bed to his bed and did you notice what happens when he falls into his bed he comes there's a gym sock on the floor okay he came in that 
I, mean, I know what that means. It's a spank bank. I know what that means. Yeah. One single gym, gym sock? Oh, yeah. It's a Joel Schumacher trademark. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you think that... You think he spanked? Yeah. 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 Zoom out. Um, I noticed that, I noticed that Point Break cribbed a little bit from this movie. Just there's a feel thing that Point Break took from. from you think so? From I think there is a little bit of... I don't know because... Point Break came out when? 87 or so? It came out after. Not that much after. Enough after. Yeah. Yeah. And it just feels... There's something intangible about it that reminded me of Point Break. I think they're both weirdly cool movies, even though they're kind of uncool, too. Does that mean... I know it sounds dumb to say it like that, but they're both like these cool films that shouldn't be that cool. This is more style over substance yeah. than, than Point Break is, though. No, Point Break is a lot of style over substance, too. Nobody has a dog thrown at them in this. That's you can't hate a movie where a dog gets thrown at a person. No, that's true. Um, I, one one thing of my, I, there's a part in this yeah. movie that always pissed me off. Okay, um, it made Michael look like a puss. Okay, uh, when he gets pissed off with them and he's picking a fight, yeah, he, he points to David. Just you, man. Just you. Yeah, because he knows he'd lose a fight if he's trying to fight all four of them. He could have been like just you and uh, Alex Winter, just you and Marco. <laughs> But he's like, just you, man. And laddie. It's such a puss thing for him to say. Just you. Well, no, because, I mean, you can't beat up uh, his whole entourage. I know that, but if you, but by saying just you, it's showing that. you gotta, you got to act it out. you got to, you know, go after the big guy and hope that, uh, you know. You ever been in a moment like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you just said, everybody, it's fine. You can all attack me. I, I said, I want to f- choose who I fight with. You don't get to pick. It's like a duel, uh, you know. Well, then don't say just you. Just you, man. Just you. He says it like five times. And he says just you. He could have said David because David's certainly saying Michael. Like, David, I'm going to kick your ass, David. Yeah, just David. I just want to hurt David. He, he could have said anybody that starts with a D and then the guy's like, I'm Dwayne. And he's like, fuck. I mean, anybody has a D-A. He said, I'm going to kick anybody that rhymes with Mavid. <laughs> kick some Mavid ass. Did you um, see... Uh, I was watching. Uh, I, I like a lot of old films, and he mm-hmm. got Jason. They they added Jason Patrick into, into the King and I. Yeah, yeah. Picks a fight. Just Yule. Just Yule. <laughs> well, Brownwall. Uh, so they. Not, w- I wish they added Jason Patrick into old movies. By the way, <laughs> so Jason Patrick is half vampire. He wakes up hungry. His mom goes out. He's lazy. He's all sleepyhead. And he uh, and Corey Hames in the bathtub. We need to talk about this a little bit. So he's in the bathtub. And he's and he's singing to an old song on the radio and he's having fun. And Jason Patrick is creepily climbing the stairs, uh, looking to drain his uh, brother his he, member of his <laughs> of of blood. But Corey Hames doesn't know that. And he's in there doing. There's a lot of scenes of him in the bath, like kind of like Com- uh, they think it's comic gold. I think they they must have said Corey. Go nuts! Yeah, in the put bat. some bubbles. Schumacher's like, let's do it without bubbles in the rehearsal, and then he's like, all right, you can put the bubbles over his penis now. Well, he's taking he's taking a bubble bath. He's putting um putting his hair into like a bubble, like a mohawk. Like he's having. Who didn't do that back in the day, though? Did you? I, I ripped it off all the time. You did you play out the scene? Back I didn't in the day? play out the scene, but I ripped off the bubble hair. Mm-hmm. Who didn't? I would just. That's a serious brown wall. I would just creep up to the bathroom, pretend <laughs> that was your home pretend, game. Yeah, pretend yeah. Corey's in there. But uh, Nanook saves him. Remember Nanook? Nanook kicks some ass. T- attacks, um, bites his hand, mm-hmm. and 
and you know Corey Haim realizes it like they, they kind of like look in the mirror together Jason Patrick is like his reflection is see-through so when you're half a vampire you I like that see-through reflection yeah. it's kind of a back to the future effect it's better yeah the my favorite thing is uh, he's going upstairs to attack Corey Haim partially because he has a poster of Rob Lowe on his wall yeah well that's a big famous thing in this that people don't understand that that, that I guess that Rob Lowe poster is sort of famous but they're like why is it in the boys room you know they don't ever clarify that Corey Haim is digging the gals, you know. He also does have like a like a some model poster yeah. in there, yeah, and a band. He's got some music shit up there too. But he also has the big watch on his wall, like a swatch, like a blown up huge like swatch on his wall. <laughs> yeah, big back then. And his grandpa keeps giving him uh, dead animals, dead animals that yeah, are stuffed. taxiderms. Yeah, which is cute. That's a running joke in the story too. It is. It happens like twice, right? Anyway. So Michael's a vampire, or he's turning into one. There's a scene later where I, it doesn't make any sense. Michael, for some reason, starts flying out of outside the house, like he's getting pulled <laughs> outside the house. It's a cute scene, though. He's on it the is, phone arguing with mom. Yeah, and and he's like, because she's on a date, and they, Corey Haim's like, tell him to come home, her to come home. Oh, that's she. That's whenever he gets attacked. He was like, come home. Michael's trying to kill me. Yeah, and so she does anyway. But there's later he he gets pulled. He's getting pulled out of the house. Like he can't control himself. He's getting f- pulled into the air. Yeah, and he's climbing up the side of the house. Yeah, he's outside the, the house, hanging onto the phone line. Yeah. It doesn't. That's one of my favorite little cute moments. It is it. cute, but it's it's what I was talking about. The powers are strange in this. Yeah. Like the vampire powers don't make any sense. They're not vampire powers. He's, he wakes up on the ceiling for fucks. He does wake up. <laughs> I mean, that does kind of happen. That happens more, I guess. In Lionel Richie videos. Yeah, I mean, there's later at the end of the movie. Um. Uh, the dog gets mad, and I think Edgar, one of the Frog Brothers, says, "Your dog knows a flesh eater when he smells one." Yeah, and I'm like, "Flesh eater ain't no vampire. Come on, that's a zombie." That's yeah, just, that's you know. So they they they're mixing up their monster, you know, characteristics a little bit in this. No. Joe Schumacher don't give a fuck. No, he Flat, doesn't. It did Flatliners? <laughs> I mean, we know. He did another movie that was great back then too. What? He he's got another movie that's good, like a teen comedy. Schumacher. He, oh yeah. He did like a bunch of movies. He did like that Lily Tomlin movie, didn't he? The the when she shrinks, Incredible Shrinking Woman. Didn't he do that? Who knows? He didn't do Mr. Mom, did he? Fuck no! Don't put him. Don't don't put Mr. Mom down. You said he did great. Mr. Mom is is solid. No, I'm looking it up. Elmo. St. Elmo's Fire and DC Cab. Oh, he did the Shrinking Woman. Sally, you like DC Cab. St. Elmo's Fire is not very good. It's it's It's, got it's also a, had a lot of soundtrack in that movie. Man in Motion, John Parr. Mm-hmm. Remember when he... Remember John Parr did the, redid it for Tim Tebow? Do you oh, remember that? Fuck. He rewrote it oh like a couple God, years ago yeah. for Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's Fire... I think it was. I think he like this changed it like that. Yeah. Oh fuck! He liked Tim Tebow too much. That was a mistake. Actually, I gotta give Joel Schumacher a little bit of respect. Yeah, he, did falling, had, he did falling down. Yeah, exactly. He did. He did some good movies. He did a lot of NXS stuff. Who gives a shit? Well, Tiger, Tigerland's not bad. Time to Kill's good. The client's not bad. Falling Down's great. Phone booth. Phone booth's all right. Reunite him with Kiefer. Eight millimeters, all right. 
Eight millimeters, ridiculous. And that's what I say. Oh, right. Blood Creek's amazing. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that. Uh, trespass, incredible. Not the good trespass. No. Yeah. By the way, Rutger. R.I.P. Yep. I know he is not in Trespass either one, but. Rucker Hauer. All right, so what do you think about the ki- the kite prank they pull in this on Max? Tell me. There's a scene where Max, the owner of the video store, the love interest to Lucy, is out, and there's a some wind kicks up. He's out in front of his house with his dog, I think, and this kite hits him, and it's like a vampire kite. Yep. It just hits him. Yeah, it's got crosses on it and shit, right? Yeah, and it just hits him in the back or something, and that's the end of that scene. And they make him eat garlic, too. But they didn't do that. They they. they they didn't do that prank, the Frog Brothers. This yeah. is before that. This was, uh, I think, the Lost Boys prank in Max with a, with a vampire kite. I always thought that was an odd scene. The Lost Boys? Yeah, the the vamps. They don't prank him. The, there's no way that kite comes out of nowhere. It's, that's before the Frog Brothers are onto him. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't remember the scene? That is, that is not the Lost Boys pranking Max. Well, it is. Yeah. It is a little. It is them. It, you know. I don't remember it then. So, so the, he's out in front of his house. A kite hits him, like as a, you know that you know you know the famous kite hitting Max scene, and it's a you know and the they the Lost Boys went shopping and they said, "Do you guys have any uh, kites that have like designed like a vampire kite?" And like, yeah, we got a couple in the back. I think you're mistaked. And I'm not. And then, um, and so that's kind of one of the reasons that you think that Max is a good guy is because he's 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 in danger a little bit. Don't remember that shit at all. But uh, his, it just turns out his boys is rebelling. You don't remember the kite scene? Jesus. Um, so then after uh, Michael freaks out, he's he's flying outside the house. He runs to the lair. And the only person there is Star and Laddie. And he gets, he's like, what's happening to me, Star? And they have a sex scene. Laddie's right there. Yeah, Laddie loves watching that shit. <laughs> Laddie is what's he doing? Like he's with Star all the time, and then she starts to scromp with Michael. What's Laddie doing? Is he watching TV? No, he's building it. You know, like 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 the person you talked about a few episodes ago, what? filling up his own sock. <laughs> he's too young. No man, under the blanket. He's he, he live he forever is, when you're a vampire. He's already like terrified. He's a half vampire. I don't know what to do. And now this is happening from. He's like this is he's get, entering adulthood too quickly. Yeah, poor yeah, Laddie. Yeah. But he's also got a Sergeant Pepper outfit on. Why does he have a like a like a marching band coat on? That's what he was in when he got nailed. Why was he in that? He's in the marching <laughs> band. He's too young. Yeah, his yearbook though. You see his yearbook photo? That scene in the in the, in the lair Mm-mm. yearbook. Most likely to watch two old people fuck. <laughs> I wonder if he was up there. Um, stars like, hey, go out and make sure the the sun's hot. The door. <laughs> The Doors poster is <laughs> on straight. The, my, anyway, so I thought that was odd. That and they have a very like '80s music video sex scene. It's like yeah. there's a lot of like, you know, lingering camera over like right. hip bone. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And there's the, more. There's more Patrick in. And that then the scene. record scratch when he's coming on her tits. <laughs> Jesus. Whip pan to Laddie's. <laughs> shattered face like holy shit <laughs> you're playing this romantic music I was getting into it and then this 
<laughs> Woke my ass up. <laughs> um. Oh man. So then, the Lost Boys then they take my you know they're you know Michael they're starting to like Michael they take him to the bonfire this bonfire where all these like these guys are looks like skinheads kind of or whatever they're all punks are all like having fun around a fire as you would yeah point it's break. fun bonfires are fun point break zoom in I rest my case dog they're hanging out in a tree and then they zoom down and the just... hanging out in the tree thing is amazing by the way <laughs> so stupid they do they they're hang hanging out in a fucking tree they do yeah. and and then they they fly down there and they start eating everybody there. Yeah. They start there's a couple of funny shots in there. That's when you see them finally drink being vampires. They're 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 like and it's you know, faces are all dumb. They're biting people's heads. There's blood, and then you know Michael's horrified. Yeah, he's just hanging out in that tree, horrified. What's he end up doing? Uh, I guess he leaves. Right? He I don't le- remember. That's why I'm I think asking. he leaves, and so. He doesn't need anybody at that time, though. But then the, he never goes to join them, and then they come back, and they all look. They're all standing there with, like, backlit, you know, after they fed. Yeah. And that's when you see their faces, finally. You kind of see that they when they vamp out, yeah. as, as they say, and they turn into monsters. And then they come back, and and they're like, you know what we are now? You, Michael, you have to be you're one of us and all that shit. Well, you know. And Michael, he didn't like it. No, he hates it. He didn't like it. And then he goes home, and they chase him. The yeah. movie's big joke doesn't work anymore at all. All right, tell me about it. When I was a kid, Death by Stereo oh, was it's, the... I still thought it was like... I thought that was the best line in the film when I saw it. Yeah, and now... We're not, we're not jumping there. It's, it's dumb. It's awful. Partially because people don't know what stereos are anymore. Uh, Fine, don't jump over there. I thought we got two hours to go. I understand. Well, I want to talk a little bit about... Before we get to the end scene with all the vampires, you want to talk about the date? With Dan, Dan, Dan? Oh, Mar- no, no. Okay. I just want to talk about the scene when the Frog Brothers—they—they're uh, in. They want to kill Michael. They know he's a half vampire. They can't. Um, they go to—they go to the vampire lair. Then they want to kill Star. They can't. Yeah, Michael's protecting Star. Yeah. But all the vampires—they—they uh, they find them. Yeah. And they're hanging upside down, and what? they got. They got Grace Jones' feet from... That's true. They do have some fucked up feet hanging on. They do. They're hanging upside down like bats. Yeah. That's how they sleep in their lair. <coughs> and uh, is they there, got... Is there... Do we have a quote on the word lair? Did I say it a lot? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their little cute feet, they're sleeping <laughs> with their arms crossed over their chest, looking cute, looking upside sleeping, down. Yeah, all little angelic faces. And the Frog Brothers, uh, they want to kill. They what the, their idea here is, since Michael is turning into a vampire, they realize if they kill the head vampire, right, that everybody that under the head vampire will turn back to human. Yeah, and so they go, well, "Who's the head vampire?" They don't know this. So they go, so "Let's just kill the little one." Let's kill the one with the perm, <laughs> and they kill Alex Winter, and, and it's pretty gross. He's got a lot of blood in him. Yeah, and it's spilling everywhere, and they're freaking out. The funny thing was is when I first of all let me zoom super in when I was mm. in uh, ninth grade yeah uh, one of my best friends was an uh, like eleventh grader named David Kane mm-hmm. looked just like Alex Winter oh yeah just like him mm-hmm. so uh, I, I th- that kind of hit home because it was like watching David Kane get killed oh that's tough for you 
Not really, but well, I mean, it's funny. I remember watching the movie. I was like, "What? A, what a loser Alex Winter looked like with that hair." He did look bad. Yeah, it's like this guy's never going to have a career. And even though he doesn't have a great career, he has a way better career than Billy Worth and uh, the other guy. Yeah, he actually kind of. And he's Alex Winter is great. He's great. Yeah, he, he kind of pulled it off. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a cool guy, and he's he was great in Bill and Ted those movies, and and he's a direct. I think he's like a director Freaked. now. He did Freak. Did Freak. This is great. And now um, he, yeah, he did another couple of things. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's a and he's a director. So anyway, the, but they kill him off first. They get him, they got him, and then they run out to the, and, and 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 leave, but not before Kiefer chases them. That's right. And then gets um, vamp blocked by the sun. He can't he can't chase them because he because the sun is, is yeah is hurting like he burns them. So, but it's a great moment. He's in a, he's all monstered out and he's. He, there's a little tear falls yeah. like and you don't know is he crying because he's in pain or is he crying because he just lost his best bud like one of his best oh, buds Marco. I think it is I think it's because of Marco Kiefer is good in this movie very good maybe the best part of it disagree you, you always like Patrick I love him That's, well there's a reason this is one of the seminal Patrick Patrick is a ridiculous person ridiculous in real life yes yeah he was so pretentious about his career he fucked himself <laughs> he was like i'll never be i've said this before he's like after this he was he didn't want to, he probably got offered all these like heartthrob roles he rejected them he wanted to be in serious movies always a failure then he was then he took a commercial movie speed Two. failure he he like it was like after lost boys he never capitalized on the success of this movie yes he, he did. fucked it up Corey Haim or Corey Feldman capitalized better than Patrick did. Disagree. And Corey Feldman's been in better movies. Disagree. What What has Patrick been? Narc I, is amazing. Narc is amazing. It was like 15 years later. Rush is amazing. Is that amazing? Yeah. It's failure though. Huge yeah. failure. I'm an artistic. That's all I care about. I'm an artist. And he probably got acted off the screen by Jennifer Jason Lee in that. Blew it. Blew it in the losers. Killed it. Killed it off the door. I mean, you j- you're jumping decades. That yeah. guy is, there's nothing memorable other than that, those three movies. What uh-huh. else? After Dark, My Sweet? Yeah. Failure. What else? Oh, my God. The Alamo? <laughs> and now you look at his career. He's Geronimo? Like, he's jumping out like straight to vid. He's like, is Travolta, is it, is it one of I, his DTV? Hey, folks, remember, I promised, episode 100, The Prince. <sighs> he's in The Prince, isn't he? Yeah. You think he lowered his standards? Finally, no, no. after all these years? No. It's just about the work, man. That guy, his agent must have been like, what in the absolute fuck? Let's take one of these big payday movies, man. No, no, man. I can't do it. I can't give that Jason Patrick magic away. Your friends and neighbors, great. <laughs> yeah, you liked him in it. He's amazing in it. He's fun in it. He's just, it's just, he got too is big. It fu- f- is it fun? Talking about yeah, a rape? Too- he got too big for his britches. No, he grew up the son of a playwright, man. He got too big for his britches. Big shadow, cast a big ass shadow on him. He got a fucking lottery ticket from Lost Boys and th- and threw it away. Why? You got to respect that. Thought he was the shit. Sometimes you know life hands you that fucking lemon. Sometimes you make lemon meringue with it. He had like a- Alec Baldwin. I'm not doing that Red October sequel. I'm going to do Prelude to a Kiss. <laughs> he had to be, he, you know, when it's all said and done, he's in his 50s now, he has to look back in his career and just say, oops. He's still doing it. Still got, working. Got speed on there. It's 
speed two. He's killing it. <laughs> He's not killing it. Killing his career. He <laughs> destroyed it. I like how we're talking about Lost Boys and he's the guy you're ripping. I like one him guy in Lost drugged Boys. himself to death. The other one had little problems, you know, problems with his. Did you see the Corey Feldman video that everybody likes so much? His music video, whatever he did. Those guys were abused in the, by, by I mean, in Hollywood. P- p- Those guys were molested, perhaps, perhaps. But Patrick, I mean, it's just like a it's a user error. <laughs> Fucked up. It's a, it's embarrassing. He he and he and it's just like every once in a while he would like he would pop up in something good, but it was it was probably his agent going. WTF man? Look at Narc. He's like I don't know. Narc. Hmm. I don't like four-letter titles or something. <laughs> He's like such a probably the nicest guy. Actually, I've played freaking blackjack with you him. You did. A you, He's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. I'm not saying he's a jerk I'm just saying he's dumb <laughs> so um misplaced integrity is still integrity one thing I do like about this movie it's like a movie at the end another thing that doesn't make any sense is the way the vampires die at the end you know spoiler yeah and so Feldman has to sneak this in he says no two bloodsuckers die the same way some implode some explode I wonder if they had to go back in <laughs> Go. We got to cover these weird deaths at the <laughs> end. <laughs> but but they're just talking figuratively. At the, they don't know shit. Did you see? Did you catch the um, Christmas reference at the end? No. That one vampire comes through the chimney. Oh, it's like Santa. Okay. Uh, sleepers. That he was. You trying to look at his career? I'm looking. At, I'm looking at a great career. You're not. I'm you're looking at a goddamn <laughs> classic. Solar Babies. Oh my God, The Beast. Great movie. What is that? The the one about the tank. The guys with the tank. It's a great movie. Huge hit. Uh, Frankenstein Unbound. Was he in that? Yeah. Was Geronimo. The, wait, Frankenstein Unbound. What was that? It's like the one that was out the same time as the De Niro yeah, one. Yeah, it's the Roger Corman one. The one that no one saw. Yeah, that's a surprise. Not because of him. Definitely one of the reasons. Actually, you know what's funny is right after Speed 2 took a big shit, mm-hmm. he did Your Friends and Neighbors. He did an arc right after that shit. Mm-hmm. Alamo killed it. In the Valley of Ela, huge movie. <laughs> the Journey of August King. He played August King. Remember that one? Yeah. It's very good. I'm not saying he's in unmemorable films. I'm just saying that he was in Walker Payne. Played Walker Payne. Remember that one? Oh yeah. How about Jay Caswell and Expired? <laughs> one I, one of the movie I think is underrated by him. Then I will say is uh, when he played Lewis Farley in Downloading Nancy. <laughs> You're right. Just issued a criterion of that one. Yep. He was uh, he was nominated for the Teardrop Award. <laughs> Poor agent. How many times? Runner-up was Anson Mount. <laughs> this agent, like uh, every time he chose a role, this agent trying to kill himself. It's like, uh, are you gonna do uh, that big blockbuster? Or uh, actually, I've been reading a script called Downloading Nancy. I think it's uh, it's actually written by a computer. Yeah. Directed by uh, 
<laughs> a larger computer. Um, so anyway, so at the end of the movie, they lure the va- the vampires after they kill Marco. After the they they all reconvene. Everybody goes shit wild, and they know they're they're. I know when night comes, the vampires are going to come after them, and so they do. They come to the house where they systematically systematically get murdered. <laughs> Nobody ever gets killed. But the vampires. Right. Like, there's no victims after the first 20 minutes of this movie, really. The vampires are ineffective. They, uh, they can't even kill... Well, that's kill, not true. They, the ba- after the bonfire. They can't kill Nanook, even. They try. Mm-mm. No, they can't kill Nanook. But, uh, yeah, the the vampires, like, they just... I forgot that. You know, and then... <laughs> there's never even a sense of danger. There is a little bit. It was a little scary to me in the theater, I remember. But one of the weirdest moments is... Laddie like explodes out of the bed. Yeah, Do you he remember gets all that? feral and hate, hateful. And so, but so he, he as a vampire does as you become a vampire and you want to start feeding. You, the wind kicks up in the house. The bed explodes, <laughs> and then Star protects him. He he vamps out. His face goes vampire. But she said he's. We he's never just get a to kid. see Star vamp out. No, you don't need to. She's she's easy on the eyes in this. She is just yeah. as just as Jason Patrick is. They're both easy on very the high. eyes. Um, and then the, we find out who the real master vampire is. So, you know, a little sleight of hand, and we realize, yeah, Ed Herman. Ed Herman's the master vampire. But and he- they did a really interesting job with his makeup. Instead of having, instead of applying uh, shit to Edward Herman's face, yeah. they just brought Danny Houston in. <laughs> I defy you to watch The End of Lost Boys and tell me that's not Danny Houston. Who do you think has worse makeup, monster makeup in movies? Is it Edward Herman at the end of Last Boys or Teen Wolf's dad? Or Dee Wallace and Howling. Oh, I don't remember. She, she's like a poodle vampire, poodle Howling. So the vampires, get. you said that one vampire get, gets killed, death by stereo. Mm-hmm. Now, that's Billy Worth, mm-hmm. the legend. Yeah. Billy Worth. He gets blown up. They have a pretty Let good me f- spare the listeners a very sad internet search. Don't type Billy Worth net worth in Google. So he blows up. I guess they, they shoot a, a stake through his heart. I don't know, an arrow through his heart or Some something. Some stupid shit. And, and, oh, no, he, and he, they, they, they shoot him into the stereo and he gets electrocuted. But he his hands pop off. <laughs> Did you see that? I don't the, remember that. His hands pop off. That's they blow good. off. Really? Yeah. That's pretty great. That's a... It is great. And then the other blonde vampire gets... Um, bathtub death. Bathtub death, a lot of holy water in the bathtub, and then he disintegrates in the bath. Yeah. Kiefer gets... There's a bunch, bunch of antlers around. That's a bad... He gets a bad... And there's bed. like a John Woo-type fight between him and uh, Jason Patrick, and they're flying in the air. Yeah. And they're... It's like a little... You know, it's a like a... little Peter Panish. Hate, love-hate dance in the air, and he... Jason Patrick throws him into antlers, and yeah. he dies. He, nothing really happens. He... He just kind of fizzles out. He dies, and he looks angelic again. Yeah, he looks. His face is lit very angelically right in this. He's got yeah. little chubby cheeks in this little yeah. bit. It's so baby weird. Fat. So okay, holy water, mm-hmm. crucifix, stake to the heart, antlers. Everybody knows that. Well, it's kind of wood. They've it's, done that before in other vampires. There's vamp- never been a fucking vampire killed by horns. You don't think so? No. That's Antler, it's kind of like newsflash, not made of wood. It's kind of an iconic. I know it's kind of an iconic death on this. It's a very memorable way to go. Um, I thought it's anticlimactic comparatively. It's a little anti anticlimactic, but at the same time, you don't really want to see Kiefer, Kiefer die. You don't want to see him get killed. So in a way, I wonder if they leave it 
in case there was a sequel, I wonder if they left it to where maybe he's not dead because he doesn't he doesn't explode. His hands there, don't there fly was off. A, there's a line there's a line of thought that he doesn't die. What are you talking about? There, there's like on the internet there was like a. Of course there is. Of yeah. course there is. Well, he's the he gets a nonviolent death, and then Edward Herman gets um, he does get a violent death. Does he blow up? So the 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 grandpa drives his truck into the house somehow. Yeah. His logs, his stakes. He was staking the yard. These huge logs. One flies into his chest and it, it uh, shoots him into the vampire uh, to the chimney and he explodes in the yeah. chimney. Yeah. Has anything I've ever said in this whole thing been interesting? Oh, of course. Let me zoom. Let me I'm zoom fu- in. No. People are riveted. Are you fucked? Let's talk about some of the songs. What is, what's your favorite song in this? Oh my god, that's like asking me to pick my children. Who's my favorite child? The songs are all over this movie. I mean, they they really use the soundtrack in this, right? To 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 the, good effect. Like to listen to on its own. Mm-hmm. The the first one was like Good Time was always the one that I liked. That's the one that was my entry point. But as far as seamlessly fitting into the film, it's gotten to, it's probably Cry Little Sister. That's, at this that's point. the big one. And Cry Little Sister is it's kind of like the theme song to the movie. It's it's used. It's, for, it's haunting throughout. Yeah, but. If you start to listen to the lyrics, it, it's it's weird. Okay. Because you know you get cry little sister. That sounds okay. And then you know the chorus, or, you know the, the choir, which is I like the choir of children. And then he says something like, "Come to your brother." Yeah. Don't die, little sister. He talks about sisters and brothers in that song. Yeah. It's very strange. You guess he could be talking about Star and Laddie a little bit. He could. But the one song that seems to be written for the movie is the Lou Graham song. Lost in the Shadows. Yeah, stay say hello to the night. Lost in the Shadows, and in in certain points of the movie, Chance the background, Michael Corbett, by the way, is Laddie. His first name's Chance. Yeah, my mama took one. Michael. What's he doing these days? He is two years younger than. I'm sorry, four years younger than us. He's a young guy. Yeah, his he's not working a ton. No. No. Is he at the on the on the circuit on the on the convention circuit? No. I was Laddie in Lost Boys? No. No. And uh, so anyway, the Lou Graham song, which which is, you know, Say Hello to the Night. Lo- and the, but the, you hear in the background, Lost Boys. They put that yep. in there. Yeah. Lost in the Lost Boys. Yeah. They get the title in. Yeah. And then there's a scene early in the movie where Diane, Diane Weiss says, are you, is this boy lost? She does. Yeah. What do you think of the, the dog attack scene in that on her? That's pretty... It, it's pretty good. It's a pseudo attack. It doesn't nail Thorn, it. well, Thorn is about the killer. Yeah. She's trying to deliver food to Edward Herman. Or Edward Herman. Mm-hmm. No one knows. I wonder if there was a scene, if like behind the scenes are like, huh, Herman monster at the end. More like it. Yeah. A little rough yeah. on another character of his. No, he didn't play it. Herman monster. He did. When? At some point. Oh. In your he, dreams. He was in like a reboot. Yeah. Yes. There's Edward no way Edward Herman played her Edward Herman monster. Yes. You're fucking drunk off your tits. I am so right, and I'm right about this kind of stuff because I'm zooming in in my life all the time. There's no way her Edward Herman played Herman monster. No, that he did. Are you fucking me? No. Andy's on Gilmore Girls. As Herman Munster. <laughs> if I'm wrong about this, it's going to be an embarrassment. Well, get ready. <laughs> Fucking crushed it. 
TV movie, Here Come the Monsters, 1995, Herman, Edward Herman. Herman Are you Monster. fucking killing me? I am not. I was so right. <laughs> Thank God I was right. I do. I do. What, what, how do you feel about the movie these days? Still love it. I kind of love it. Yeah. Yep. It's got quite a legacy. And my kid liked it. I showed it to her. Yeah. Yep. It's got. It's got a legacy. It's got. It's got. I just hope that at some point they do some sequels. Its reach is long. You know I can't believe they haven't remade it. To be honest, they're making a TV movie. White people or a TV fuck. show, TV show, but they are they they're actually currently in production. I read about that. What but channel, like the CW? Probably, or I don't know what it is. But did you did you you saw the sequels? I never I watched. I did not. The, I did not. I have a friend who wrote them. Wrote both of them? At least one of them, I think. Both That's such them. a missed opportunity that they didn't that they waited so long to do them. I think that they certainly they probably were like, hey, can we do let's do a Lost Boys sequel? And Patrick's like, hell no. Can't do it. He probably the one hold out. Yeah, yeah. Her mom. Alex Winter's like, I'm in. Uh, Alex, I'm sorry, pal. <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm in. Billy Worth's like, fucking bring it. <laughs> Can we do a prequel? Yeah. All about Billy Worth's character, Dwayne. What is his name? Is his name Dwayne? Something dumb. Did they let him name his own character? Uh, okay, so you know we're building a Lost Boys theme park. Mm-hmm. They've broken ground. You're turning in your your blueprints. Right. All right, Justin, we, we've given you $6 million to build a section of, uh, of this uh, fantastic Lost Boys theme park. What, do you, what have you created for us? <sighs> something something that had to be set in a lair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it'd be, I would just do like a, ro- like a, like a like kind of a roller coaster that would go through all the parts, of, like the most memorable parts of Lost Boys. Okay. So through the bath. <laughs> so I would start you kind of start you know over like a body of water, like flying over water. You go into the grandpa's house maybe. Yeah. Um maybe the cars are flying outside like Jason Patrick was at one point you're flying around the house like kind of circling the house. Go to the lair. Um Yeah, the train, the rumbling of the train wakes up Laddie who opens up and sees them screwing hard. It's like have an animatronic laddie watching an animatronic star and Michael's banging hard. They could actually reuse some of the stuff right, from the scratch all that. Scratch all that. No roller coaster. Wait, everybody goes in a room. Okay, they have. It, it can only be twenty people at a time, and there's a minute. Whoever says Michael the most wins. <laughs> whoever gets say Michael the most times is like laser tag, but instead of lasers, it's just shouting Michael at each other. And whoever <laughs> says it the most. On yeah. the leaderboard, they get the prize. Yeah, that's that's the that's what I would do. That's pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> like a Michael room. Yeah, it's like yeah, I already got one. It's called Say Michael, huh? What's the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got <laughs> one. Um, I'd be all bummed out afterwards. I'd be like, "Fuck, God, I did so much better last time." You know, I don't think yeah. they counted right. I'm, I'm tired of the guy that does the legal jargon and radio commercials always winning. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to say it. Go in there." You count to how many times they say it. See if it matches their leaderboard. See if it matches. Yeah. I swore I said Michael t- two more times than that. Yeah, and you get yeah. your frequent Michael card punched when you leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. They slow it down. They slow. They have a replay. They slow it down. Like no, no. You said Michael. That's not two. That's one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said Mike, which actually deducts ten points. I said that nook. You kept saying <laughs> that nook all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, a Michael room. I like it. And then yeah, you have one of the the stipulation is you have to you have to dress like Kiefer. 
And if you win, you get a t-shirt that says David. <laughs> and the, the theme park, they sell, like, the big, like, uh, ancient wine bottles, like, with, like, the yeah. candle wax drip all, all over them. The, the, and you're drinking, like, cherry Coke out of it or yeah. something or some kind of slushy type thing. And they have, like, gummy gummy maggots in the, in the yeah. food. That's oh, a yeah. great idea. So actually, a th- we could do a whole theme park on Lost Boys. And I think it would be popular. Part of it takes place at a theme park. What? Part of the movie takes place. At it does. Yeah, yeah. Zoom in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and they could have the um, the ride there that you you wait in line for like two hours, then you get to work in a video store for like an hour after you wait. Yeah. Like that's the whole ride. Yeah. So my thing is, I'm gonna um, have a comic book shop, and what's gonna be d- cool about it is you go to this comic book shop to buy stuff. And annoying nerds talk your ear off. Oh wait, that's every comic shop. We get it. Is van- the one thing I will say about the van- the comic in this what was it called Vampires Everywhere? So, yeah, it looked good. It looked like a comic I would pick up. Yeah, the cover art was great. I wonder who did it. It looked like a real Probably comic. Jerry Ordway. Yeah, okay. I don't know that. Um, the guy who did Dead World. I think. Uh, I think my little. My little. Uh, thing i would have a restaurant a lost boys restaurant okay you know a lot of people make these fucking theme park restaurants and it's all about memorabilia from the film cute naming conventions for the products Mm -hmm. nothing really good to eat yeah i mean it's overpriced shit yep so this time be a really good restaurant and um you go in there you know the people are really nice uh their addresses characters from the movie the the food is named normal shit, uh, and then uh, as you leave, uh, something grabs you and takes you to the sky forever. <laughs> just also, a small price. Yeah. Uh, so the all you see on the ground is just a bunch of frequent Michael cards. <laughs> where the <laughs> where the people are. Um, all right. So uh, you're you're uh, you've been integrated into the world of Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a part of it. Finally, you've dreamed about this all your life. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What happens? What part are you playing? I mean, obviously, I want to be one of the Frog Brothers, like okay. for sure. I want to be like the f- the, f- the, th- the, the, the third one, one yeah. the older guy. Unfortunately, Kermit. they'd never cast me as that. I'm too cool, so they they want me to be one of the Lost Boy, like one of the vampire guys. And I and I, you know, and they realize that you're, they're too cool for you. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to be one of the heroes, but I know my style and my coolness. I have to be part of the the Kiefer gang. So what I would do, I would obviously wear like a trench, but maybe not a black trench. I'd be the guy that stuck out. I wear like a beige trench. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the guy in the group that had the beige trench. <laughs> that looked like he's going to expose himself to everybody. <laughs> Columbo. Yeah, I'd have the Columbo. You'd be like Trench Stewart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my name would be uh, Kit. Oh, cool! Two T's or one? Three. Oh, <laughs> and so I, so that that's so I'd be one of those guys. So I'd be, and I, I'd, I'd be harassing Michael too. I'd be, although the, I'd be, I'd have to be silent. Those the vampire gang doesn't get to say anything. It's always Kiefer talking. They don't get to talk. They get some comments here, barely. Yeah, a little bit. They just gotta stand and look cool, and I got that down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be wearing um, a trench with uh, uh, some bright orange shorts underneath. <laughs> You know, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's so. I would be Kit. The, yeah. What about you? 
Um, is this a modern remake or is this? No, so we're part of the movie. Okay, because eighty-seven, baby. All right, shit. Because um, what I was thinking is, uh, I could work for DoorDash, and <laughs> save Alex Winter a shitload of time. <laughs> Marco, food. And then DoorDash shows up. I, I got the app, dude. It's solved, and I deliver it. But I won't do we, since we're living in nineteen eighty-seven. I think I'm going to be a next door neighbor uh, who realizes all the shit that's going on and is furiously masturbating to all of it. <laughs> you were a neighbor in crawl. You were the neighbor at the top. You stayed in the roof the whole time and laughing at everybody. And now you're <laughs> masturbating everything that's happening. Wait, are you the neighbor to the lair? No. Or the neighbor to their house? I'm to their house. Yeah. Well, Diane, yeah. So it. when I see people floating on their ceiling or I see, you know, <laughs> I see. You're trying to tear it off? Yeah. I mean, got I mean, he's an inch off the bed and I've already lost mine. <laughs> Wait, there's more? You're going higher? Well, they have the. I think what is it called the refractory time? That's why they call the Lost Boys? <laughs> I lost all my boys before I even made it to the ceiling. What about Diane Weiss walking out to her car for oh, work? Yeah, yeah. Big those. There's like a quarter inch of skin between the boots and the dress. Jesus, you're drenched. You fucking minx. <laughs> Are you shouting outside? <laughs> I'm like oh. more. Oh, show it. Show that Rob Lowe poster. I guess I could also, if I wasn't part of the gang, I, I could be, I'd be that bird that Alex Winter throws in the air. <laughs> can't be a bird. Yeah, you can't. You're not allowed you to be, be birds in movies. I, I would be. It's one of the movie microscope rules. You can't be birds in movies. I'd be confused. I'm like, why am I always getting thrown in the air when they're about to get food? Like, I wouldn't understand, you know? And then why am I being held in the first place? Or it could be an ornithologist who studies, thinks that the natural resting place of this species of bird is Alex Winter's hands. And then imagine your surprise. What happens to if you're uh, a neighbor and you go out for a walk and you're walking by the lair and you see that bird fly out of his hands? It's like, what is this fucking... Do you try to tear it off again? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm letting my birds fly. Uh, no doubt. What's your... Do you have a name? Uh, no. I, I want to feel real. I want to feel like this is a real part of the okay, movie Okay, uh, Kevin? <laughs> Kit? <laughs> Kevin, uh, Kevin Whitehall. H A U L. Independently wealthy, apparently, he just stays at home and yeah. rips it out. Yeah, and he spends most of his time drinking water. <laughs> just he's so fucking he's so fucking dehydrated. <laughs> I'm like Stephen Jeffries in Heaven Help Us. You know, yeah, he can't, can't not spank. Can't ask my kid. Yeah. Um, all right, you're, you're bringing the totem hole f- home from the from the Lost Boys. There's so there's so much to pick from here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's clothing. I mean, there's Jason Patrick's earring. He's got that dangling earring. I think they're all the Lost Boys are kind of wearing earrings. Yep. Um, there's Laddie. I would bring that comic. I'd bring that guy. I'd I would bring that guy's saxophone That's for hundred percent, hundred percent. And I would, I'd bring it for one reason, one reason only. I can't play it, right? But I could use that saxophone to lube stuff around the island to get like if something's stuck. There's so much Vaseline on that guy's chest that you know some of that made it to the microphone. Fuck that! You can use it as a weird snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> you see your fucking breath. 
fucking thing floating above the water. That guy, I know we haven't talked a lot about him, but that is one of the strange... Every single choice he made for that day, and if it was him, I imagine it was him. I imagine he didn't get dressed by uh, costuming or whatever. Right. Every single choice he made is is wrong. It's, it's, it's incredibly weird. No shirt. He's got... Crazy Mr. T necklaces, huge bangles like. Hey, but if there's any, if anybody ever does a ponytail, boys, that's the first thing they go. Of course, out. of course, yeah. And, he, and he's he's too he's too beefed, and he's playing sax. There's no reason to be that muscular. I mean, it doesn't. None of it makes any sense. And that song's a cover. It's like a, it's a cover it really? song. Yeah, yeah. A cover of what? I don't. Someone else wrote that song. He, he's covering it. Oh my god. And he's singing. He plays the sax and sings. Yeah, and then he dances and gyrates like a fucking. Night he's wearing terror. purple pants, I think, like the Hulk. Isn't it? Isn't it like is he? Is he wearing like purple pants? I don't remember that. I was too busy looking at everything else. He should Hulk out. Yeah, yeah. The neighbor was definitely at that concert. <laughs> That's the one thing that turns him off. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um. All right. So you got. The I sax. still believe. Guy was working somehow. Still alive. Still working. He's still killing it. He's got. He's got to be. He's got to be in Vegas or something. We should look him up. That's where successful people go. He looks. He looks. He would be. You know what? That guy would have fit in the Star Wars cantina. You could. You could CGI him into the Star Wars cantina, and nobody would wink, not even bat an eyelash. Yeah. And then, he get his heart, his sax hand blown off. Did you take a totem? You I did not. <laughs> I'm just fucking. I'm about to take a fucking large drink as my totem. Why did you like it so much? Did, did you? Who was your? What was you your know, favorite? We were, the, we were the right age. What was your favorite element? Was the Frog Brothers too? No, I think it was the. It couldn't have been. You know what it was? It was sort of that um, that third wall breaking thing where where yeah. they know like where they're they're they've they've they they're using their pop culture knowledge as right. a weapon. Yes, I love that too. And I was reading comics. Um, I was so uh, it was the Frog Brothers. No, I mean the movie. This the movie itself. Like this right. was a movie made for me. It felt like. Right. I knew I was super cool. You know, I was. I had. St- I was actually. St- I, I. There was a period of time where I was modeling. I had my little modeling shoot. So what I, the? F- uh? I have. I have those pictures someplace. You modeled as a kid. Did I, I know this? I don't know. You might have told me. I, did I know you acted as a kid a little bit. Yeah. I, you I, modeled. I, I had a modeling. I, I had a, I, try, I almost had a modeling career. And then they realized I am shit, and they're so they say, "Fuck this guy." Were you doing like, uh, like uh, magazine like ads, spread anus stuff, like pulling my asshole up open? No, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was you know, I was like in my early teens, and I was just looking like Ralph Macchio kind of shit, you know. And I had an agent for a very short. while. Why did you? Who wanted to get you into modeling? You. I don't remember why. I don't remember how that whole thing came to be. Yeah, I remember. I, I doubt it was me. I know. I remember when I was a kid, I would be like, you know, I think I could model. I was around like thirteen. I was yeah. like, I probably model. You, so your parents got you some glue and a Ravel kit a model. Yeah. Um, so that didn't work out. You know what it was? I got creeped out. I think by it. I got creeped out a little bit by it. You too good? No. It's just you. You saw your your life I going to the modeling other, direction. I saw how some of the other people were. First of all, I didn't have what it took i mean i was just this boring kid but the, i saw how the, seriously everybody took it and mm-hmm. how their parents like it was it was like you know you see like in the athletes like the, the way the parents are so involved and all that right. just felt weird and i think part of it too is um there was a flirty element to the some of the male people on that you're side. like the jason patrick of the child modeling world 
<laughs> stop taking gigs right when you're about to rise to fame I'm about to kill it yeah yeah i'm gonna be the next uh who's a who's a great sexy model that turned out uh tyson uh beckford yeah that guy uh tay diggs right wasn't he a model i'm sure he uh, i don't know if he ever i'm sure he modeled what about uh um, ed o'neill i mean like claudia schiffer claudia schiffer you're talking about male models yeah Be- uh brian peppers R.I.P. I'm going to take, um, I got to admit, the thought of me walking that island with Thorn at my side. (laughs) Yeah. You take Thorn thorn at my side. Thorn at my side. Yeah, of course. You like that dog? Yeah. Yeah, it would help. Named after the omen, right? I assume. Is that what it is? Damien Thorn. I don't know. Thorn sounds like a badass name, sort of. Kind of sounds also dumb. <laughs> like a dumb dog. We're, we're in agreement. Do you like that name for a dog? Thorn. It's badass. It sounds. It you does. Know. It sounds like it. It's like kind of a. It's like you think it sounds cool, then you start saying it, and you're like, it's not that cool. No, it, it is cool because it's a beautiful dog. It's like a rose. It's but when you get close, prick. Yeah, that's. You're right. Yeah. Well, why not call it Rose then? Because that's fucking dumb. It's a better name for a vampire's Prick. dog. It's like what's a good name? Like a, like a better. Uh, that might be the best vampire dog name. But let's let's think. Let's try Gunther. <laughs> what's wrong with Gunther? Bram. Oh, like you want a va- a va- okay, a vampire name for a dog? Okay, I'm sorry. Like a like a no like a vampire's dog's name. It could be Gunther. That's fine. Um, Stoker. Anything like that would work. I get it now. Tooth. Feratu. Suck. Anti-Sun. I mean, Renfield, obviously, is a great. I guess Thorne's all right. Kick your left, Thorne. Would you retitle this movie, Lost Boys? Lost Boys, it's, it's a, you know, the title's left over from, like I said, when there was more Peter Pan stuff in it, but it works. Yeah. Even though, and, it, and it, there is an element to where the Lost Boys, that gaggle of of kids that are kind of rebelling against their dad, who is Max. Yeah. Um, You know, he says something at the end. They're like, they're my boys. You know, they're. You know, I, I, you know, they don't listen to me, but I still love them. He kind of says something to that effect. Yeah. But um, you know, that the Lost Boys is left over from Peter Pan. So what? How would you would you rename this to anything? I think Lost Boys is is great. It's a great yeah, it's title. Yeah, a great name. Yeah. Plus, Lou Grant would have to re-record his song, "Lost in the Shadows." Yeah. Yeah. V Town, Lost in the Shadows. V Town. V Town. That's what you name it. <laughs> Lou Graham is one of the all-time like great voices, like for power for, voice po- for Foreigner, like a pop man. song. Yeah, he, his voice is insane. Remember his song? He was he was solo for a while. I he, have I have a very soft spot for. I used to karaoke a lot of Lou Graham. But what? It, remember his solo song? Oh yeah, in the midnight blue. Oh, oh yeah. He's talking about saying hello to the night. Remember, I didn't know that. What did you think it was? Sail into the night. Sail into the night. No, it's say hello to the night. It's a command. Yeah. The night is not something you talk to. Well, that's not true. Zoom in. The night is not something you talk to is not a bad title for this film. What? Say hello to the night? No, the night is not something that you talk to. Say hello to the night is actually a good title for it. Say hello to the night. Yeah, that's not bad. Say hello to the night. By the way, guess who was playing drums with Lou Graham? Who? Ben Graham. 
His bro? His son. I oh. assume it's his son. It's like a it's like a Van Halen thing, but less successful. It's also like a Fantastic Four thing. Ben Ben Gra- His Guess. son's name was Ben Graham for real. Yes. <laughs> the second fantastic four reference we've had on the I show i typed in i typed in ben graham and google and it pulled up a fucking error message <laughs> holy shit oh here's a little gossip on ben graham by the okay, way Okay, i think it's his brother because he looks older than nut <laughs> do you want to hear a little gossip on ben graham yeah always stoned <laughs> he's sponsored by zildjian symbols are you fucking kidding me <laughs> I didn't know Lou Graham was American. I thought he was English or something. I mean, you know what? You know why? I the thought metric that system, foreigner. 